I want to know what you're thinking when you're feeling it. I want to know what's going on inside of you. I want to be a part of it. We've talked about this before. I want you to walk with me and stuff. I want you to be in it with me. I want you to let me in it with you. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we where we can take a walk any day of the week. <laughs> no. What? I don't know. Oh my Just goodness, a darling. brain fart there. Run it again. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, does sharing emotions make a man weak? Yeah. This is going to be no. a great episode. Yeah because we get to talk about my feelings because I, I love sharing those things. Yeah, you do. Let's pick a topic where, you know, you have to cry. We do that a lot. Yeah. All Your right. turn. My turn. Great. Here we go. You want me to do that part first this time? Um, no, I like it at the end. We'll just, okay. We'll keep it what we got. We'll see. Sounds like a plan. But here it is. Here's the question for us. <sighs> Don't start yawning. You're going to get me. <sighs> Sorry, can't <sighs> help it. We did a we did a run this morning and I'm a little a, sleepy. It was a morning, wasn't it? Yeah. Here's the question. Okay. Does sharing emotion make a man weak? Oh, the answer to that is no. Okay. I <laughs> guess we don't really need to continue on with the podcast here. Huh? Thank you very much for playing. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. What? Well, first of all, what type of emotion are you talking about? Because Ooh, because there might th- I might actually have two answers to that. Okay, um, you're, that's a great question because there is a presupposition in the actual phrasing of the question that um, if a man is showing emotions by blowing up and throwing things and yelling and screaming, does that make him look weak? Yeah, that makes him look. Terrible. Like looks weak, but weak. Does it make him look weak? Um, uh, weak? N- n- no, I wouldn't say weak. I would but choose another negative term. What? Well, I can't think of it. I'll use immature. Yes, thank you. That's Whenever I see a, a man completely going crazy, uh, road rage videos, um, just places where guys have lost their mind and they are throwing a tantrum they have lost control of their emotional state um, and they're no longer able to um, regulate their their internal uh, state or or thinking rational thing they are now acting like a child acts who also doesn't have the maturity to regulate Their their emotional states right exactly so it's actually a maturity issue Maybe not a weakness issue, but it's a maturity issue for sure. When it comes to to that type of emotions. Let's not put it into that, that kind of emotion. Let's not talk right, about that, the aggressive emotions. Yes. Let's talk about... Um, the more tender ones. Vulnerability kind of emotions. Yes. So uh, sadness, sorrow, embarrassment, um, disappointment, frustration, um, not always the the aggressive, intense kind of emotions. Right, the, the, the softer emotions. Correct. And my answer to that is no, absolutely not. It does not make a man look weak. Okay, you're going to have to move into kind of the tutor <laughs> position in this conversation here because I know that is the answer as well. Right. But my man brain 
does not get it at all, right? We hate this with every fiber of our being. We hate to look weak. And we have equated being sad, being vulnerable, being transparent, um, having uh, soft tears. emotion, tears, embarrassment. We try to hide all of that right. stuff any way possible because we don't want we don't want to be seen as weak or uh, the word I use is pathetic, right. needy. Right. Um, it's just terrible. So why why in the world? Why in the world do you think men struggle with that? I'm going to ask you to kind of speak into the, the data point of one, you know, one man here, me. Right. Why do you think it's so hard for me? I'll tell you why I think it's so hard for you. But also um, what it actually communicates to you when I do choose, and that's a very important word there, when I choose, choose. And that's to true. be vulnerable, transparent with you, what does it communicate to you? Well, let me answer that question first, okay. because that's what popped into my head first. And um, when when you share those things with me, when you let yourself be seen in that way, um, it allows me to see your humanity and it puts us on an even playing field. Puts us on an even. We're not on an even playing field. No, because I'm sensitive. I've I've got emotions all the time. I'm here. I'm there. And. I feel you see my feelings all the time yeah. and and sometimes I do go, oh, maybe I just have too many feelings. Hmm. And when you actually share those feelings, it's like, oh, we're both human. We both experience those things. I just thought of this just a second. But let's put it back to this morning, because this morning you and I did a, a 5K bubble run walk thing, right. um, you know, this morning on a Saturday morning. And halfway through the thing, you kept asking me, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh -huh. What are you feeling? Uh -huh. Share with me. Share with me. While we're surrounded by 50,000 other people walking around PIR in Portland, which is the lovely context to have a deep emotional conversation with my wife. Okay, hold on a second there, because <laughs> you did put microphones on us before we left so that we could record a podcast. I did try to kind of do a so, roving reporter kind of yes, podcast. So don't thing. make this sound like I was trying to get you to talk in front of lots and lots of people. Let's get this straight, buddy. Fair because enough, fair because enough. you were already open to that prior yes. to us even starting the talk. And I'm open to having a conversation with you while we talk. Well, yes. But what were you wanting to know? What were you, why were you wanting to know what my feelings were? Well, because I already knew that your back was bothering you. Yeah. And you were just keeping all of that in. I could feel it oozing off of your body that you were feeling things. I also know you and I know that you internalize that that whatever you're feeling so that you don't ruin my time or mm. so you don't make my time my, the fun that I'm trying to have together you don't want to ruin that okay. so you tag that tag that's an important thing to put a pin in we're coming back to that okay. keep going and so even though you were keeping it to yourself I can still feel it I would much rather what did I tell you why did I what you asked me why do you want to know or what did what was my answer to you about that I don't remember you don't remember sorry because I want I want to know what you're thinking when you're feeling it, I want to know what's going on inside of you. I want to be a part of it. We've talked about this before yeah. with in reverse of 
I want you to walk with me and stuff. I want yeah. you to be in it with me. I want you to let me in it with you. Yeah. And um, when I don't know what's going on, when I can feel something, see something, but I don't get the words for what it is, uh, I think of the worst. So oh, you yeah. could be having, you could be okay, but just sitting in your, my back hurts, I'm gonna try to get through this. And I could be thinking he's having a miserable time, he hates being here, he wishes he wasn't here, he's miserable, he doesn't like doing this with me. I mean, I can go to the, to the extremes and so neither one of us are having a good time. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, worst case scenario, that makes perfect sense. And I get to confirm, well, number one, even though I'm pretty positive you can read my mind, <laughs> I think technically you can't read all the details of it. And so you actually yes. still have to ask questions yes. and figure out what I'm thinking. Right. And it, and it helps confirm, well, what I heard you saying in some of there is it actually promotes the we-ness of our marriage. We are in this experience together. Yes. We are both sharing. We are both willing to involve each other, not only in the physical experience, but in the internal experience right. of what's happening in the situation. Right. We're not, we're not isolating in some way. Right. And, and just in thinking of this, of this particular situation for us this morning, my guess would be that that in your mind you were just like I can I'm just going to push through this. We're I'm here. We're going to do it together. I'm going to push through this. I don't need to whine and complain about that my back hurts or any of those things because that makes you look weak and pathetic. And right. I should be able to do this. Right. But I don't. You telling me what your experience is not whining and complaining. No. It's not looking pathetic. It doesn't look weak it lines up with what your body is actually going through. And yeah. there's nothing weak or pathetic about that. Yeah. You can't control yeah. that. Now, if we were if we were there and you were just mocking everything and complaining about the crowds and the people and uh, we did do a little bit of that just for funsies. But if that's what your whole attitude was the whole time we were going through it, that yeah. would be a whole, yeah. then I would say that's immaturity and, mm. and that's not the, mm. that's not sharing your emotions. That's just being passive aggressive. You know <laughs> okay. what I'm, does sure. that make sense? That makes sense. That so, makes but, sense. but telling me, yeah, this is hard because my back hurts yeah. or, um, I'm going to have to stop here because my back hurts. Mm. I don't, I don't think that's weak at all. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You said something earlier, though, that connected some dots for me. Mm -hmm. You said that sometimes I'm afraid to share with you because I'm afraid it might burden you or it might ruin your experience in some way. I think that that is incredibly accurate. Men take communication very differently than women. If I'm listening to you sharing your problems and you're just com complaining, you're just sharing your feelings, <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> if you're just sharing your feelings with me as a man, what's the thing I typically go to first? Trying to fix it. How do I fix it? How right. do I make you not have those feelings? Right. Because I don't like hearing those feelings. It makes me uncomfortable. Right. And I've got to do something to fix the situation so you don't have all of these 
negative, painful emotions that you keep sharing with me over and over and over again. And we use that same recipe, but in reverse. If I'm sharing all of these emotions with you, then it's I'm sharing it with you because I expect you to do something about it. And I don't want to burden you with my with my stuff. I don't want to have to force you to fix me or do something. I don't want to have to be inconvenient for you. I don't want to ruin your day by sharing what I'm having, because if I share with you what I am thinking or feeling or going through, then because I just project my internal processing uh, metrics of how I view the world, I project it onto you. And it's like, well, now you're going to be frustrated, disappointed with hearing all of my emotional stuff and you're going to, it's going to ruin your day. And so I am doing you a great service by not sharing with you. Believe it or not, in a man's brain sometimes, not sharing with you is the greatest thing he can do to show love to you. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that that's accurate or even smart. (laughs) I'm just saying it is the neuroticness that is our male brain. Yeah. That we're just stuck with all the time. So it's interesting because um, I know there are a lot of things that you don't share with me for, for that particular reason. And, and I think that there are some things that that's fine yeah. that, that you don't share those because it really is caring. Yeah. But it's really difficult when it's, when the not sharing makes you incongruent with the whole rest of, of yeah. you. And so. So what you're saying is that I got a terrible poker face. I can't. You do. Yes. I can't. I can't pull it off when I am internally frustrated, dysregulated in some way. Right. My nonverbal gives it away. And it's actually kinder to be congruent with you and to to tell you, here's all the the painful stuff going on inside of me that you're already picking up on me uh-huh. from me nonverbally. Right. I can see you, you go. Oh, thank yes. you. I'm I'm reading you accurately. Right. You you actually appreciate that. I can remember when we first started doing that. Yes. And you were really appreciative of that. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay. First of all, there's congruence. It's like, okay, what I'm feeling, sensing. It's like, okay, I, I'm I'm not incorrect in that. But that doesn't make me weak. No. Why not? I'm supposed to be the strong, capable one. I'm the one who's supposed to provide for you. I'm the one who's supposed to be able to bear the burdens and suck it up and man up. All these these terms we have in our culture. Right. And, And you can do that suck it up, man up, all that, and still tell me what you're feeling. Just because you tell me what you're feeling doesn't mean that you're not going to man up and not going to take care of whatever it is. You're still going to push through. Yeah. Okay. So let's back it up one step further. I'm not even supposed to have those feelings. Oh, see, now this reminds me a lot of that I um, am never supposed to be told that I've done something wrong because I don't do things wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We're still working through that one. Yes, exactly. We're human. You you cannot, when it comes to... Men and women, yes, we express our emotions differently. We express how we feel things differently. And obviously, we feel some things differently. But we're all human. Yeah. And we all have emotions. 
regardless of not the strong men strong men don't have painful emotions strong Strong men men. who don't have painful emotions um (laughs) they might be broken a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah we we want our masculinity masculinity to trump our humanity yes exactly just like i want to I want my never make a mistake to trump my humanity. Correct. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think when it comes to the, the question of does does sharing those emotions, does sharing emotions make a, a man look weak? Yeah. Um, my mind, my mind, and I think this question is directed towards those more soft, sensitive ones, not necessarily um uh, embarrassment or things like that but those those yeah. are that even those don't most of the time when you're embarrassed about something and you tell me I'm like you're embarrassed about that hmm. it, it's not for me I don't see you that in that way yeah. and probably other people don't see <clears throat> you in that way that's how you feel about yourself so I don't see you as being weak because usually what you're feeling is not always truth yeah, yeah. There has to be a pre-existing negative belief that already lives inside my self-perception right? for these experiences to either confirm that negative belief or challenge that negative belief. Right. And it's really hard to let things challenge those self-perceptions because, you know, we've all grown up and we start to have kind of an internal identity about ourselves. Right. And, and we don't want to have some of the negative parts of our identity be confirmed because those are just embarrassing and again vulnerable. Right. But like, I think I, there's, there's been plenty of times and sorry, honey, I love you a lot, but I'm going to out you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Please go ahead. There, there have been, there have been a lot of times that you have, um, really softened and had tears and those have shown up on our podcast as well yeah and i think those are those are some of the ones that that people think oh well he's weak because he just had tears about and and to me like we might be watching something and something just hits you just right or or uh, there's a dozen different things that i could come up with but i won't spend the time chasing those down in my brain that for me, that makes me love you all the more. I, I can't explain why. There, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's nothing that I can say that's going to make it um, make sense in your brain. No, it does make sense. But, I can explain it too. But. but I just love you even deeper when I see you express those types of emotions. Yeah. I'm actually more relatable. I'm actually more attainable when I'm not trying to be perfect, when I'm trying to be authentic, when I'm trying to be real. When my imperfection is met with your imperfection, it takes a lot of pressure off of both of us. Mm -hmm. And that's what we actually connect to. If you think about that all the time, one of my favorite uh, experiences I ever had at a concert was many years ago, probably the first year that we moved up here to Portland. And we were watching a a performer named Rich Mullins. He's passed away many, many, many years ago. Um, Incredibly famous, prolific uh, songwriter and performer. 
and we had a chance to see him here in town and he did a great concert and he was sitting up there playing one of his most popular songs that everyone knows and everyone's singing along with him like you do at a concert and um, he gets done with the first verse. He's sitting at a piano playing this and he uh, starts vamping into the, gets through the chorus and vamps into the second verse but doesn't sing and vamps again and doesn't sing, vamps a third time, doesn't sing and then just stops and turns to the audience and goes, I forgot the words. I forgot how, how it goes. And someone in the audience, you know, shouts out, hey, it's blah, 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 blah. And it goes, oh, yeah, thanks. And he start, picks around and starts playing again. Right. That was, that was probably 28 years ago. And out of all the concerts I've seen, I remember that the most because that was an imperfect moment that someone allowed to be seen, mm-hmm. exposed themselves, and handled it with grace, handled it with acceptance, and just moved on. Right. And I wish that we could teach men how to do this with their wives. It, it is a very difficult skill to start to implement. And I've known about this. I've taught many, many, many of my clients this. Um, I try to practice it myself, and mm-hmm. I still hate the moments when I have to be vulnerable like this. Because it's difficult for, I think, even men to be gracious towards themselves. Yeah. If I'm not going to be gracious toward myself, then why in the world would somebody Someone outside else. of me, my wife or a, right. a buddy or a coworker or a boss, why would they be gracious towards me if I can't be gracious towards myself? So we tend to um, project our perception onto other people this negative self-perception that we have mm-hmm. and it's i would argue it's one of the kindest gifts you can give your wives gentlemen who are listening to this right now to start to deal with this to start to find the moments when you do feel vulnerable embarrassed um weak when you are having emotions and you can feel yourself kind of choking them down or mm-hmm. pushing them to the back burner where you start to say huh I actually need to start dealing with this and becoming a a person who's willing to experience the full range of emotions as deep as possible. Mm-hmm. So that is joy and happiness. You're willing to explore that and get really joyful and really giddy and really happy. But when something is sad or moving, you allow yourselves to go to the depths of that sadness, you, to the to the pain, to um, to feel how deep did that hole go, and you allow yourself to experience the the full range of positive and painful emotions. Mm-hmm. When you do that, I would argue you start to live a more vibrant, more full life. I, well, I liked what you, the word that you used a little bit ago is being uh, your authentic yeah. self rather than your perfection yeah. self. Yeah, your projected self. It's, well, it's not easy, but I think that, that that makes us much more relatable to everybody. To, yeah, for to sure. Everybody. And that's not something that you that you just have to go around being with everybody right. to start out with or anything. Yeah. But you certainly want to practice. I mean, obviously, like you're a man in a job yeah. and you have roles that you have to do in your job. Yeah. You're not going to just let yourself be completely vulnerable, vulnerable to everybody there. Yeah. You, but at home. Yeah. 
you need to let your wife see your vulnerabilities and your children see you being vulnerable yeah. with your with your wife. We'll, and we'll add in even one extra little little nugget to this. We're not going to go into the depths of this, but this topic right here is actually some of the source of PTSD. You take individuals who are faced with horrific circumstances. Let's take a veteran who's coming off mm -hmm. of the battlefield. He is seeing horrific things happen. But because he has been trained and needs to in that moment, not allow himself to become overwhelmed emotionally because mm -hmm. he has to get a right. job done. He has right, to get exactly. the mission completed that he doesn't allow himself to process the full range, the full depth of all those emotions, to, to feel that revulsion when he sees people blown apart or to feel the sadness of seeing uh, innocent people mistreated or, or, or right. injured in some way. And your humanity gets pissed off or just sad or overwhelmed mm -hmm. by all of that, but you can't express it in that moment because you got to get the job done. Right. And coming back off of the battlefield and those things kind of keep replaying in your brain because your brain's going, you saw this terrible thing, but you haven't dealt with it in the most congruent way possible, which right. is just weeping over it or swearing at it or right. or being pissed off about it or whatever this is. And so it's that your brain, that's why it keeps kind of bringing up these flashbacks because your brain's going, you need to deal with this process in a it. way that is the way I've designed your body to process through this, which is when you see something terrible, you should you should feel anger or sadness or revulsion or, or again, right. that, that range of emotions. Um, and so this is the work that a lot of trauma therapists are doing with individuals. So they're helping them find and maintain a safe environment and space to talk about the horrific things and then to handle it, not the way a soldier handles it, by sucking it up and getting the job done, by right. handling it like a human handles it, by breaking down and sobbing or crying or being pissed off or letting their body and their brain go, oh, finally, I was able to give it the attention, the emotional attention and expression that it needs. Right. That's not weak. That no. is never weak. So it's probably the healthiest thing that you could it is. make a choice to do. It's incredibly healthy. This episode of the podcast is to encourage men to start to challenge themselves, to hear possibly a different way to approach emotions within yourself first, and then that expression of the emotions with your wife. Mm -hmm. To be the most congruent, the, the most authentic, um, the broadest range of emotions that you can have. And again, in all of this, we're still asking you to express those emotions appropriately, and, yes, respectfully. Exactly. You don't have carte blanche to express your emotions however the hell you want to do it. You have to be able to uh, regulate those, but you can express those in an appropriate way. Yes. And by doing that, it actually, more often than not, I would argue a very high percentage in the high 90s, actually makes you much more attractive to your wife than unattractive. Yes, absolutely. But it is risky and vulnerable and takes trust. Yes, so. for sure. I think that is where we're going to end it for today. I think learning how to do that. If you have questions about this, if you want to experiment with this, if you want clarification around this, uh, send us an email, paul at securemarriage.com. Or if you want to ask my wife in her infinite wisdom about some of these things, shannon at securemarriage.com. We're glad to answer the questions that you have. And um, we usually do that on some sort of podcast episode later on. 
Yep. Sound good? Sounds great. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.